Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Franklin.no Limits podcast. You can always reach me at edfranklin.no limits at gmail.com. If you have somebody that would be a great guest or if you'd like to be a great guest, um, you're always welcome to hit me up at that email. That's edfranklin.no limits at gmail.com. And I have, again, I mean, I'm just killing it with guests right now. I have another great guest today that uh, I met through the chamber years ago. And, you know, honestly, I think I'm just getting old. I don't even remember how we met or why we met, but we connected um, the t- when we met and it's, it's had a, you know, we've had a relationship for a couple of years, mostly via social media, but I always look at this guy's post because he's always doing something interesting. So Nathan Bird is here today and he's going to tell us a little bit about his business, about we're going to talk about life and we're just going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We don't know where we're going. Nathan, thanks for being on, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Ed. You know, I'm looking forward to getting into this. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about this, uh, what you were just telling me about Alaska. I didn't know you were from Alaska, by the way. But Yeah, you know, I was born and raised in Alaska. And, you know, it's one of the be- most beautiful states in the world, I feel, um, and definitely in the nation. There's mountains left and right for me. I mean, this morning, I just stopped and took a picture of two moose uh, outside, you know, my window. So that was pretty cool. Um, and for, for me, it's just a place of solace. Um, you know, you can get up here and just relax. Um, and really, you can strategically plan because it's, it's not really in the hustle and bustle of the sure. lower 48 and the cities are a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine. Uh, actually, when I met you, I was probably working at Allstate Moving Systems. Yes. And the owner of that company has has an island up there that he's built out. Um, I think there's four or five structures he put up on this island that for his grandkids and friends to come up and everything. So when he is up there, I always see pictures and it just looks beautiful. I've never been there, but it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It's just a flight so what away. What are you doing? Tell me what you're doing up there now. Well, so there's a few things. Um, it was a strategic move from San Diego to Alaska, May 1st last year. And we looked at a few things. Number one, uh, with the changing of times and the changing of uh, certain, you know, aspects of, you know, the health field and making sure that um, we can really help people with their mental state of mind and allow them to, you know, get away and retreat to a place that they feel that they can really have comfort in. So we wanted to build this uh, retreat. And currently, all of last year, we took video, we took pictures, we scouted out the area for um, places that we could rent and host. Um, and then we also, through my network of connections, uh, we have a very strong connection uh, connection network of people that can provide, you know, fun things to do like fishing and, um, you know, touristy activities, you know, kayaking, m- uh, mountain biking and things like that. So I know the people that own these different things so we can provide them for people that come up to Alaska. In addition to that, we have put together a template where we can help not only couples, but individuals break through, um, through a series of breaking down walls and building them back up. Nice. I had, my wife and I had the opportunity, the first time we've been on a vacation alone in 22 years, because we have a, you know, a big brood of kids and grandkids. And we were in uh, Kauai, Hawaii, and I don't think I've ever... Um, been so relaxed in my life. I mean, I would get up every morning at sunrise and go out and watch the sunrise and just sit by the beach by myself, no one around, no noise except for the ocean. And it was truly uh, something I never realized I was capable of doing because 
growing up in a city, growing up in San Diego. I like the city. I like the, yes. you know, you said you took a, you saw two moose this morning. I saw, you know, 48 soccer mothers because I took uh, <laughs> and soccer dads because I took the kids to school. So that's kind of my reality. Yes. But this sounds intriguing. So these couples can come up or individuals and just kind of participate in a bunch of relaxing kind of away from the states, lower states. Well, so there's number one, a relaxation, then number two, intentionality. So we're very intentional, my wife and I, about living, living okay. in general. So it's we have to question exactly what we're doing, why we're doing it, and for how long we're going to do what we do. And so, you know, these retreats, yes, there's a relaxation uh, period, but there's also a challenge period, an inspiration period, and then we get into actual work. So that's mindset work, that's understanding oh, how yeah. you can, you know, no limits, but how can you increase your limits, right? And how can you get a little bit uncomfortable? So right. that's what we believe in. Uh, we don't believe in just, you know, playing it safe in life. We believe about getting outside of your comfort zone. So that is what we that's what we're building and you know we believe that we can do this anywhere um, but alaska obviously is a very alluring um, place for a lot sure. of people and you is this religious based is your base in religion so with this there's you know we're we're a men and women of faith myself um, but okay. this is very uh, it's open to all and you know we we just want to show people that we love them through our actions um, and through, you know, the way that we create these platforms um, for people. So that's, that's really at the heart of it is we love people and we want to just show them, number one, a good time, but number two, help them really seek and reevaluate who they are and, you know, set these boundaries and goals for them because sometimes it takes somebody from the outside point of view to look at your life and help you, you know, establish these next level um, next level goals and stuff. So that's what Yeah. So I've is. said this on my podcast before my wife and I, a couple of years ago, pre COVID, um, I was going to, someone from Tony Robbins came to the chamber and talked to us and they were offering a pretty good deal for his, you know, four, four days of whatever, you know, yeah. whatever was walking on coals or whatever. And I thought, you know, my wife had never been to anything like that. So I thought, well, this would be a good couple thing for us to kind of go do. And she can see where, where I'm coming from a lot of time when a, you know, she'll read a novel about romance. I'll read a novel about business, right, or motivation or something like that. And as we started to think about it and talk about it before we paid for it, we said, you know, is this going to help us get over the limit? What's limiting us in our life right now that we're not taking us to that next level? And we both agreed that it was really our physical uh, looks, our physical abilities and things like that. So instead of going to that uh, Tony Robbins saying we hired a trainer. And ended up being very successful, losing a lot of weight, getting in, you know, probably the best shape of our life. Although COVID's not been a friend of mine in that respect now. But but it was much better because I wanted to get up and speak in front of people. And I thought if I looked better, if I was thinner, if I was, you know, better prepared, I could get, it would help me with more limitations um, or getting over those limitations. And that was kind of the, the heart of this podcast was how do you get over those limitations? And what you're talking about is exactly that kind of looking at your life and saying, what's holding me back from that next yes. level, whether it's business or relationships. I have something to interject with in with that specific thought process. And it's, it's about assessing who you are, but also who you're becoming. And many people feel that they're inadequate 
because they haven't reached a certain pinnacle of quote-unquote success in the eyes of the people around them. And what it is, is you are a success for simply continuing and pursuing the journey of betterment. So think about yes. it is you, you have and had have, you know, you've had the talent, you've had all of the resources, the mindset, it's just the confidence portion. So what you need to do is just begin and then you need to share your journey as you have gone through that process, which will then motivate people along the way. So then, you know, you don't have to get to a certain pinnacle and then you can start. It's just continue, share with people the journey, which is more transparent, and then you'll have more of a following. And that that is what's happened in the last six months. So we moved out of a house and from an area we grew up in, we both grew up in Poway, moved into San Diego, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but we're outside of where we where our comfort zone was, right? And part of my continuing goal was to get better, was to share what I've learned, was to be very transparent about my life, open up my life to a lot of people so that I could I could get them understanding that it's very possible for them to move forward, right? I did a podcast on worthiness, right? When I grew up, it seemed like I always had friends that had more than me or their parents had more. And I didn't feel like, because I wasn't educated in the same way, that I didn't deserve to have those things. And that's kind of what you were just talking about. We, we tend to hold ourselves back because we don't feel that we're worthy to have, you know, whether it's material things or that relationship or whatever. Um, yes. My wife and I, we dated for four years before we got married. And this was after, you know, failed relationships. And we talked about expectations, which I brought up when we were talking before. It's, you know, I have a, in my opinion, expectations are huge in any relationship, right? What do you expect from me? What, what I expect mm -hmm. from you? And they're so misunderstood so many times. Do you guys get into those, you know, do you get into that realm of things with your couples? Um, yeah. So I would say me and Lacey, we have our, uh, let's see, tussles, what, what, how, uh, growth opportunities is what we yeah. like to call them. <laughs> Good uh, way to put it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because look, you've got to have a perspective. And anyway, so we definitely have, uh, we personally have gone through certain things that, you know, has been detrimental to our relationship, but only we've grown from that. So, you know, we were separated for a little while. Uh, we got back together which was a wonderful thing. And that's why we're so focused on, on couples because of our personal experience. So we want to create our, our, you know, mess into a message. You've heard that multiple times probably, but we certainly have gone through tests and we want to create that to be a testimony for others. So then they can follow along and then they can feel confident that they can really get along with each other. So, you know, to answer your question, that's a portion of the retreat we've certainly put that into it um we're not counselors by any means and i don't want to right. say that that's what we do we want to facilitate and we have facilitated platforms that will help and have helped couples along the way from our experiences the tools that we read through the different books that we have and the people that are mentoring us in our relationship so we are uh we are a conduit of information and that's what we believe in so Yes, to answer your question, that is a portion of, of what we are putting together. Well, and I think if a couple is going to go on this journey, right, they have 
expectations in their mind, right? So one of the, I was writing a speech um, about when you, when I, if I walk out on a stage, you have certain attributes. First of all, you judge me right away, which is okay, because we all do that. That's just human nature. And then you have an expectation of whether I'm going to give you something of value that you can take with you, mm-hmm. or are you just going to stay on your phone and because your boss made you go watch me speak or whatever, whatever the reason, or it was free or whatever the so I think that um, expectations are huge in, in your realm, just because when people come to see you, they're, they're having some expectations of some kind of success by the time they leave. But you're doing something smart and you're putting it on them, right? It's not you saying, you know, we're going to tell you these things. And if you do these things, you're going to be successful. They're having to create their own uh, picture in their mind of where they're going to go with this. Yeah, they create their own reality, but we also, we know that as soon as we're transparent as a couple, we immediately break down the walls that people yeah. may have uh, and their expectations that they've already created. So we squash that immediately. And we do that by transparency. So, you know, as soon as someone comes to us and says, or thinks that we are a certain way because of our, for, you know, our appearance, mm-hmm. we immediately say, it's not like that. We've gone through trials and tribulations, and we want to share that with you. And that immediately allows us to break bread and have common ground to then build a relationship. Well, and that's what I kind of strive for in my podcast as well, is that, listen, I've been through it. Um, This is what happened to me. It could have been an outside thing. It could have mostly it's inside. It's what I've done, what I've, the actions or lack of actions that I've taken. And it's got me to that point. And it's encouraging people most I and I'm hoping to get into that younger, you know, 20 to 35 year old new parents, things like that, to let them know that, look, first of all, I want to put my arms around those people virtually or, you know, and say, look, everything's going to be OK. And then secondly, what kind of action can you take to be successful at, you know, whatever it is? And you are worthy, by the way, you do have value in life. You have value to a lot of different people, possibly ones you don't even know. Absolutely. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and one thing here is, um, you know, through our experiences, this could be business and life. It's truly about taking ownership and it's about saying, hey, listen, you know, I, I messed up or I, you know, I, I did do well in this area, you know, right? So it's, it's all about taking ownership of who you are, but then also who you want to be. And then just realizing that there are steps that you must take and there are failures that you must go through in order to get to that envisionment or, you know, your pentacle um, of who you want to be. But man, there's going to be road, uh, there's going to be trials throughout that road. Sure, and, sure. and just ha- honestly having expectations of failure, but using that failure as a propulsion to your success. So as soon as it's just a mindset shift. So as soon as you fail, say, that gives me fuel, you know, it's yes. not like, oh, it's going to bring me down a few steps. It's let's turn on the gas because we, we're excited about failure. So winning with failure, that's what I like to call it. You know, and I look back and <clears throat> when you see those memes about failure, I look back and in my life and a little bit longer life than you so far. And um, I, I don't know, a lot of times when I failed, it was on me, right? It wasn't that I necessarily failed. I either lost interest or I decided to shift directions. So I think when you continue to tell yourself you're failing, it's kind of a negative, right? Versus what you just said is that you just 
shift that mindset, right? You get, well, that didn't, that wasn't what was going to make me successful in that area. So I need to shift it a little bit. I kind of wanted to get to a point where I was doing something that I loved, that I could get up every morning and go, man, I want to get on a podcast and talk to some new people and share those stories with, and it's, it's, it's happening. I mean, dude, like I said, I didn't even do, I did my first podcast in January, right? January or February. And I've got like 40 or 50 in the can right now. Oh, I'm very excited for you. Now I'm, yeah, now I'm getting people contacting me saying, hey, can you come out here and do a podcast with me? And I'm like, wow, this thing is definitely going. My listenership's going up. I've teamed up with two companies that do a supplemental education program for kids that either, uh, that are usually not college bound. It could be high risk kids where they can learn some skills through mentorships or through communicating with their parents and learn those human skills in life, right? We have a lot of graduating geniuses that can't shake someone's hand. And mm-hmm. so we, so that's kind of taken me through another direction too. And through my promotional products that I sell, it helps me in that area too, because I'm able to help people brand themselves. And that's that big EF behind you. That's my brand that I'm just pushing out there all the time. So yeah. let's talk about, I'm going to shift directions on you a little bit. Sure. The last few weeks, for some reason, this leadership issue has come up a hundred times, right? I watch people talk about leadership, Simon Sinek, you know, Gary Vee. I talk, I listen to these guys and I'm like, <clears throat> first of all, I asked a question in a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Do you, do we need leadership, right? Are we, and, and I think that's an obvious question. Yes, we do. But most of the most of the leaders that I've encountered in my life, I didn't know they were leaders until I was either separated from them or whatever. You know what I mean? Like my mom, right? My mom wasn't these polarizing people that walked into a room and everybody went, oh, you know, Ed's mom's here. She just did everything um, kind of in the back, you know, in the backstage stuff to keep us fed and to keep us moving forward and to, be confident. Do you guys talk about leadership in your in your um, in your group, or is there a piece to that? Well, so just to set it straight, so me and my wife, we uh, we live out uh, every aspect of the different businesses that we operate. So it's right. more right. of a lifestyle for us because we're creating a lifestyle brand that has multiple arms, and the retreat is just one section. Right. So right. the leadership portion. I used to work with a leadership development course in in uh, California called the Callen course created by Paul Callen okay. and out of Poway. Uh, he was uh, the vice president of PKL services. And so he taught me quite a few things, but I think the number one thing you want to ask is, you know, who would you follow and why would you follow them? And then there are cert- there are servant leaders out there And for me, I like to follow the people that remain humble, that are true to their words, so they have integrity. And for me, that's everything. So there's character and integrity. And those two things, there's that really then gets into, you know, your compass of right and wrong, which is a a deeper rooted issue, which um that would go down a pretty long road in this podcast but for me surface level would be character integrity doing what you're going doing what you say you're going to do over the course of time you know to be consistent so that is over the see because you can be you can have the wool over your eyes for let's just say a month you know maybe two but 
you'll start to see a breakdown in character for those people that are in forms of leadership based on their characteristic traits that break down over the course of time. Right. So right. it's important for you to be aware of that, but also be aware of that for yourself as a leader. So, you know, it's a, it's this constant reassessment and course correction of who you are, but who you're also be becoming, but also who you're following. So um, those are just some of my takes on leadership. That those, and those are awesome takes because what I was doing is when I would have somebody on my podcast, I would ask them two questions, three questions, actually, I'd say, have you ever worked for or been involved with a good leader? And, you know, ironically enough, I can't get, you just told me you were because in a, in a roundabout way, I could not get people to go, huh? Yes. I had this guy that, or this girl that did, it was just odd to me that no one could come up with, and I can't, I can't come up with somebody that I would follow that I would, you know, pick out as a good leader. And as I started like digging into this, I started finding that I did know a lot of good leaders. They just weren't, they didn't have a sign on them that said on the lead, right? They were just those people of high integrity. Remember Vern Marston from the chamber? Old guy, he used to go around and shake everybody's hand. You probably met him. You probably just don't remember. The second question was, did you ever, ever have a teacher during your educational period? Um, I did not. I went to college later on a, something completely different that I don't even involved with. Did you have any teachers that stuck out, right? And do you think yeah. that people are born great or... Do they develop greatness over time? Now, nobody, the people that say, I'm going to be great, and they go out and tell everybody that I'm great are usually the ones that aren't great, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the character part of it. So my belief, and that, you know, this is right or wrong, whatever you want to take it, but um, it's, yeah. so the diamond is created by pressure, and the pressure is the, uh, really the ecosystem and the surrounding of that individual that then creates the diamond, right? Um, you know, for, I can, I can look at myself and then I can also maybe speak to the viewers about, you know, maybe their situations. But for me, I was in sports, right? In sports, there was discipline, there was team, there was leadership, people that were always evolving. You could see the different personalities that would emerge. Um, and I had very good coaches throughout my entire life, throughout sports. I excelled and went to the college level of athletics. So then I was coached even more um, and led by those coaches. And then right after that, I got into more business coaching and leadership coaching and reading books. John C. Sure. Maxwell is one of, the, one of my favorites. Um, there's a book. It's called The 101 Leadership Series by John C. Maxwell. Um, if you guys haven't got it, it's a, it's a wonderful book. Um, and so for me, there's been teachers and I've sought after it. Um, but not very many people seek after that right now. 100%. Um, you know, so it's, you have to have a thirst for it, but also to answer your question, I believe leaders are made um, and they're also made through their circumstances. And of course, there are certain personalities that will emerge, um, you know, throughout life, but that's also a direct correlation to your environment. So, you know, look, be cognizant of your environment. Um, and then also really have a definition of who you in essence want to become, right? And then be okay with certain things of how life, you know, ebbs and flows. So you have to be okay with, um, you know, things that change. And sports is a great analogy for life, just period, because 
um, for a lot of different reasons. I always say that, you know, the, the Tom Brady's and the Michael Jordan's and all these guys of the world, they were experts at doing the same thing over and over the same way, right? Kind of boring in a way, right? <laughs> kind of a golfer being able to hit the ball the same way and be able to steer that shot versus yeah. me who, if you're standing behind me, you need to be careful. You need to be wearing a helmet when I go. But, <laughs> but, um, I was listening to a, I guess, motivational kind of thing. It was about, a, they were speaking about SEALs and how the, you know, the Naval, Navy SEALs are like the ultimate warriors in the world and this and that. And I thought, you know, it's hard to relate to a Navy SEAL. I've never been in the military. I can read stories about them. I can read books about them and I can go, wow, those guys are the coolest in the world. But it's hard for me to relate because I was never in the Navy. I think it's important for us to look, like you said, look for leaders in our in our neighborhood, right? In our families, in our work environment, in our community, things like that, that are, that are really true leaders. Vern was one of these guys that just did everything under the radar. He was just really consistent, got really good at doing things and you know what you were going to get. And it was always inspiring. You were going to get something from him. Well, so a big thing about leadership, I don't need to tell anyone I'm a leader. They're just going to see by my actions and throughout and the course of time. Yes. So I've got, you know, I've got so many good people in my life right now as far as uh, business mentorship and, um, you know, physical mentorship and things like that. So it's like they just do uh, and then people follow because they do and they don't say anything. They just do it. And um, those are the people that I respect the most. And of course, the the ability to have someone that's also transparent and in the public eye that can maintain that composure is also, you know, someone that I really respect. And, yeah. you know, I um, personally hope to be in that category for a lot of people um, and just to maintain um, integrity, maintain character and be a rock solid individual throughout the course of my life. So, you know, that was a challenge that I asked, my, that I asked myself at a very early age. I'm not the same as everyone out there, but it was, how will I become a rock for the people that I know in my life, right? So what do I have to do in order for that to happen? Well, I've got to constantly reach out to people and make sure that I'm there for them. But also, um, you know, I have to fill my own cup so that I can be there for them. So um, anyway, that's that's another conversation. You know, you have an amazing way with words and I really appreciate your intelligence in that arena. But you are like that. Nathan, and I'll tell you why I know that. It's just because when we met, the things we had talked about, the things that you do on social media that are very consistent. And um, I, I read a book one time by Matthew Kelly, and he's a dynamic Catholic, but away from Catholicism, he was a business coach, right? He would go to these Fortune 100 companies and teach leadership and things like that. And he talked about the saints and how saints would string these little holy moments together. And it wasn't you know, they weren't born saints, a couple were, but only two. <laughs> and they would string these little moments together. And I think that's what we need to be doing in business and in life is stringing those little moments together, right? And as they get strung together, and that's your integrity, that's your character, that's what's going to, that's your consistency as you're stringing these little things together. Well, think about it like this. So I, um, you know, I have, all, I'm obviously co cognizant of those that are, you know, that have, you know, some form of faith, uh, you know, they have a religious background. I don't, I don't like to say religion because that's a, that's a term that is used loosely. And a lot of people, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. are turned off by that. 
but you know, those that are faith-based, right? And what does it take to have a solid faith? Well, you have to be, you have to be consistent and you have to be disciplined. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of what, you know, faith and religion has. So it's like, that is a, that is a very good ingredient for someone to be in business as well. So, you know, there are those out there that take advantage of that, that you have to be aware of. Yes. And they use that card. But you, like I said before, you'll, you will see, you will feel, and you will know that that person through their course of action over the course of time <laughs> will lose character. And those aren't the re- those aren't the real deal. You know, those aren't the real people. So anyway, long story short, faith equals discipline and consistency. So that's why you have a lot of business coaches that have that type of background. Yeah. And I find that a lot of, uh, and I would say people my age, executives, CEOs, same thing. I did not want to do, I, I have no interest in going to a 60 year old guy, woman, and coaching them how to be better at what they do. If they haven't figured it out by that time, they're probably just waiting to retire or they're, and, and what's what it's killing businesses because their culture is they want to, they want the culture to change, but they don't want to change. They think they're too old. They think they're not, they don't have the ability to do that. And that's why I'm so, uh, I guess I'm getting to the point where most of my go-to friends are younger people that have this hunger. Right. And yes. I want to encourage them to continue to have that hunger and, and be that 60 year old person, they're going to get there, right? They're going to get there eventually. I think it's hard to see past, especially kids in high school or just out of high school. I think it's hard to see past 30 years old that you might be a parent, you might be a whatever. And so I'm really encouraging young people to just, you know, have, get this foundation, like you're talking about this leadership foundation, these little holy moments and just continue to do them. And it will turn into something. It will, and, and you may not even know what it's going to turn into, but if you take that integrity, if you take that high character line, mm-hmm. you're going to, it's going to lead you to a leadership area for yourself to be good. Well, you know. I can tell you this in firsthand experience with the relationships that I built over the course of time, I've never, so it's interesting. I mean, we have known each other now for a, a long time yeah. and yeah. I have tried to maintain and also, you know, view and watch and, you know, be a part of your life as much as I can, right? So social media for me is allowing me to do that, but I don't need to have conversations with people. I just, I keep tabs of that. So, you know, if I, if I'm going to get your contact or if I'm going to give you my contact, I make sure to stay in touch with you. Is it every week? Is it every month? Not really, but for me, um, it pays dividends certainly because, you know, I remember when I was uh, raising money for the last startup that I was working with. And I immediately had a network of people that, you know, are very interested and they believe and trusted in me because I've maintained that connection, maintained that character. And typically they just like you and they want to see what opportunities that you have just because you are you. Um, So that has opened a lot of doors and I, I fully intend to continue that trend. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I'm very good about just getting on my email maybe or social media and just kind of reaching out to people that I know and 
just say, Hey, how you, is there anything I can help you with? How you doing? Yep. Kind of thing. Because, um, I, I was dealing with this one nonprofit and the guy says, well, what, what are you doing this for? What do you, you know, I said, well, look, first of all, I'd never take money out of a nonprofit, especially a 501c3. Yeah. Personally, I just wouldn't, I just want, it's going to help my brand at some level just to be transparent that if I'm doing the right things for the right people, it's going to make me more popular. Listen, if Dr. Pepper wants to give me a, you know, a million dollars for, cause I have a million listeners, that's fine with me, right? That's, that's their, that's them doing their job. That's them getting their word out to the masses, but I would never do it the other way where I said, like, if you're going to be part of my podcast, it's going to cost you this much money for a 501c3. That would be ridiculous. I would always help anybody I can. And I'm not blowing my own horn. I'm just saying, if you take that tack to help people first, instead of making the money first, I think that it creates, it creates that character and it does help you ultimately with your brand relationships, whatever yes. it is. Right. Cause well, I, am I can speak to that. I can speak to that once again with, you know, hybrid athlete training, hybrid athlete training didn't start as just uh, you know, an online fitness business, you know, where we right. have multiple trainers it began with us just doing boot camps in San Diego for free. So I, know, I used to watch began, your stuff. I used I mean, to watch became, you guys do stuff that I couldn't do. And I was irritated at you, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was all about just creating community and it was about, you know, living out what we talk about, you know, it was right. about truly being a light to people that, you know, we believe in growth, you know, both my wife and I. So, and we believe in challenges. We believe in, you know, inspiring others to get on another level. So when we started doing these boot camps, um, you know, I had some previous business experience as to how to create networks and leverage, you know, marketing and things like that. But I also know that the more people you can impact with, you know, through leverage and through strategic connections, joint venture and things like that, you, in essence, can impact a lot of lives. So, you know, we started just doing these things for free. And then right. we launched an online community. And then a lot of these people that have attended our boot camps are now a part of our online community because we can reach them anywhere. So it's a good deal. No, that's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm inspired by you and your wife. I, you know, I, I watch your videos. I watch whatever I can. And it's... Um, I'm really inspired by, it's funny, millennials, I'll just call you a millennial because I don't know how, I don't know where the age thing is anymore. 32, just turned it. Okay, so my kids go from 25 to 35, almost 35. Okay. And I'm very inspired by youth. I don't think, I, I think millennials get a bad rap. I think young people get a bad rap a lot of time. Um, I always make this joke. My dad, when I was young and kids didn't get up and go to work and we did, he just called them dumbasses, right? Like the seven, like red on the 70s show. But yes, or you're, you're always going to, I got news for you. There's lazy 60 year olds too. I know them. I, I know some of them. I just, I'm so inspired. I think that the biggest difference I can see from when I was young versus now is that we had no cause. We didn't have any, we weren't wanting to add value to society. We were trying to make money, period. That's kind of what it, just being personal saying, I think that's what it was about. And you uh, the younger people now have a cause, whether it's the environment, whether it's helping people, whether it's helping, you know, senior citizens or whatever. I like that aspect of our younger people that there's definitely, they're not as interested in material things. They're very interested in, you know, 
making the world a better place, changing the world, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, we've noticed that the leverage of social media and technology can be used to, uh, you know, a great impact. And it's really a, it's really that choice and that decision as to if that is your mission or if that is not your mission. I mean, many people are self-serving, individualistic people, um, certainly uh, more now than ever. But, um, you know, it takes people like myself to uh, inspire others to look outside of themselves, to look at a bigger purpose, to establish these missions, because we will die and we won't take any of our things with us. So, you know, I know many people that are very financially, uh, let's just say wealthy, and some of their perceptions are a little skewed, but um, that is nothing against them. It's just there, there has to be a slight shift in perspectives. Um, and, you know, it's over the course of time, right? That's how I look yeah. at it. <laughs> so social media to me, I have many people my age are not interested, right? They just, it's behind them. They don't care. They, they think it's bullshit. To me, I have more friends, for instance, in high school now than I had in high school, right? I'm able to keep up with people's families. When somebody is hurting, sometimes I'll put things out there and we can reach out to them and, and help them. I just had a good friend of mine just had a bout with cancer and is, just came home today. So I was able to see that, and, you know, I was able to reach out with them and send some prayer hands or whatever, just to let them know that I care. And that, on my birthday this year, I got over 500, you know, happy birthday things, which just, yes. I mean, warms your heart, right? I mean, people didn't yeah. have to take that two seconds, but they did. So every day when I get up, I come on my Facebook and I wish people a happy birthday because yes. it's just, I mean, you can use social media in so many great ways. Yes. And um, well, so. You know, I, I, uh, I kind of looked under the hood of what a social app looks like and how to build a social app. That's what we were doing with WordBeam. And, right. you know, I started to, to research the psychology of social media and really quite under, you know, understand the exact, uh, exact things about a platform. And it's, you just got to be cognizant of your actions, you know, sure. set limits, um, understanding dopamine, um, understanding the, the exact psychology of what social media can do but also it is a wonderful tool. You know, we've, I've used it. I've leveraged it multiple times to create events and to connect with people. So, you know, even on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is a wonderful social network as well, yeah, yeah. you know, very professional in nature. And um, so anyway, yeah, it's just about being cognizant, setting your time limits um, and then, you know, understanding what is going on with your psyche and in your brain when, you know, you, you get the 500, uh, birthday, uh, you know, things, yeah. and, which isn't a bad thing, of course. And, and I just had that happen too with my birthday on the 14th. And it was like, oh man, I love everybody. And, you right. know, so that yeah. I responded to everybody. Cause I just, you know, I took like a two hours out of my day and then just responded back to everybody private message. But, but it's a good positive thing to do. I, one of the yeah. things in the safe steps, one of these programs that I'm involved with is we do talk about social media and the dangers of social media, right? I had, I went to my daughter once, this was years ago, maybe five or six years ago and said, Hey, I saw that post. It was actually longer than that, that you put on there. I would remove that post if it was me. And it wasn't really, it wasn't bad. It wasn't inappropriate. It was just something that an employer may not want to see on social media. Yes. So that's one of the, the modules that we have. 
we talk to these younger people about what, you know, think about social media. This stuff's going to be there forever. I was thinking about this podcast. God forbid, I hope my life's long, but you never know what's going to happen. I've created kind of a library. I've talked about a lot of stuff in this last 10 months, and I've kind of created a library that could never go, that can be permanent, right? Can never go away. And I said, it's kind of interesting if my grandkids, they're young. I mean, my oldest one's only 14. If they ever wanted to go back and see what their grandfather was like, they could go back and listen to my podcast, right? It's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thought. It's like a time capsule, right? So yeah, there's a lot, but you know, and it it can be dangerous too. Uh, The other um, company I'm involved with uses Discord as an educational platform. So they go to Discord, they plug in and then they can go and talk to mentors about like you, They, they might talk to you about relationships or something like that. And when the guy asked me, do you know what Discord is? I said, well, I know what the word means. I don't know what it is. And come to find out my grandson's on it. A couple yeah. of the grandkids are on it. They go in and play games. And now I'm sure there's some horrible stuff on there too, right? I, I don't As know anything any about Discord. That's social. Yeah. So, um, but it's also this great, you know, skyscraper of knowledge that you can go into and find rooms that are positive, things like that. So that's cool too. What else do you have your hands in these days? We have a little bit more time. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, there's a few things I'm focused on. Um, I was just, so I was building a a startup called WordBeam Inc. Uh, WordBeam is a social learning app. And I had some, you know, we had, we had some things happen with, you know, our investor and with a vendor. um, And, you know, it, it really just, it was just a great learning experience for me and in, you know, building a company, having, you know, managing hundreds of thousands of dollars and then, uh, you know, hiring out different contractors and creating a vision, creating a mission for a team, um, understanding the vetting process, creating an organization. And uh, that was one of the best things that had happened to me over the last year. So, um, you know, I, was working on that and uh, recently we had to put that on pause and mm-hmm. then uh, I transitioned from that into building our online you know fitness and health company which is basically an online gym and community like I've said which services you know people anywhere between 30 to 65 years old uh, you can be younger but you know that's kind of what our what our niche is and Uh, We have online cooking classes, online live training sessions for people. And then we also have personal one-on-one coaches that will, uh, will meet you where you're at and then program a customized program for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds cool. We started that in 2000, well, right when we moved up here and then we caught the, caught the wave of COVID. We had a massive growth of about, uh, well, it was like a 5,000% growth. Um, Wow. And then we started to we started to look at various ways that we could expand. Um, that expansion included adding four new coaches that are certified in training um, to then service the existing customer base as well as the expanding customer base. Because we're now looking to uh, help with corporations and customizing their corporate uh, packages for their yeah. health and wellness. And then uh, we structured an app that people can just download to their phone that are a part of hybrid, um, which allows them to track all of their, you know, nutrition metrics, 
Um, they can watch the different videos that we are constantly creating, as well as the library of exercises that are that's already on the platform, as well as uh, be a part of the different uh, forums and threads to where you can communicate and have a social aspect to health and fitness. Wow, man, you got a lot of irons in the fire, dude. But you're young; you can handle it. I have to. I have to raise my mentorship age to 35 now since you're 32 so i have a mentor under 35 (laughs) well so yeah i mean we have multiple things but you know it's it's about you know who is the team that you have in place to be able to manage those how are you leveraging social media how are you leveraging affiliates if you have a product that works how are you also um i mean gosh it's it's really about the team and then you know for me I'm just an advisor in, you know, making sure that each of these are running correctly. And then I bounce those ideas off of people that are very intelligent to where I get the right, um, you know, the right advice, really. I'm also part of the Genius Network and Genius Network is ran by Joe Polish. It's based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, it's a wealth of knowledge with uh, many super, super smart people. Um, that are all mentors pretty much to me and Lacey. Um, and, you know, I just, what I like to do is I like to build businesses and I like to really consult with people throughout the phase from right. idea to creation, to market, to scale. So those are, uh, those are the things that I'm currently doing. Of course, I have to advise on hybrid athlete training, but for me, like I said, we have a platform where we have these avenues of growth that can help people grow. You know, you, you say, hey, well, what does Nathan and Lacey do? Or what does Nathan do? Well, he believes in the growth of your health, the growth of your relationships, the growth of your you know, financial contribution or your time contribution to your community. So there are these pillars of success that we believe in, and we have to have different avenues are ways that we can create value for each of those categories yeah. and they have to be in a form of a business. So, you know, Treasure North is our relational retreat business, Treasure North LLC. Then the health portion is our hybrid athlete training online, you know, social thing. And then through, um, through your community, we also have a community focused arm off of hybrid athlete training to where we raise awareness and we raise funds for certain, you know, nonprofits or community, uh, community initiatives for, you know, we want people to stay healthy, but then we also want to tie in health with the community. So become healthy, grow a stronger community, right? Through your mindset as well. And then for business, we have uh, Growth Bounce and Growth Bounce is just a business consulting firm that I run with a few other partners and those partners help with website design, development, consultative approach. Um, and then I just form the vision and, um, and then I talk to businesses, um, on a weekly basis. Wow, man, dude, you got a lot of irons. You guys don't have any kids yet, right? No, no kids, no kids. Uh, Once you, you know, have those, try... your, your schedule is going to change a little bit. <laughs> it will. Well, and that's why we're looking at software systems to be able to put in place and then team members to be able right. to know empower and in order for them to take over certain aspects of our business so we're always looking at how can we you know minimize our workload but also maximize our efficiencies 
And that's where, you know, that's where we leverage technology in order to do that. Well, dude, I listen, I'm proud. I know you. Um, I'm excited about your future. Uh, I'm glad we met. I don't, I think people meet for reasons. And I think for whatever reason we met so we could stay connected. Um, Do me a favor and send me anything you want to plug. And I'll, when I put this uh, podcast out, we'll, we'll see if we can get you some, yeah, you know, some interest in what you're doing. I think the biggest thing we're plugging right now is hybrid athlete training, online, online health community. We have okay. a healthy cooking class that's live uh, coming up October 3rd. Uh, and, you know, I can send you that. But Yeah, send me the excited. links to that so I can put them on my, when I do, when I put this out on social media. But dude, cool. listen, I know time's valuable and obviously you have a million things going. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be on here with me. Um, and send me those links. We'll put them on there. So this is the Ed Franklin. No Limits podcast. Another fantastic guest, uh, a mentor under 35. I have to switch my, because he, he's growing up and I have to switch my age group there. You can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. And um, please share my, my podcast. Um, I know Nathan will, so he can get the word out. But uh, anyway, dude, thank you very much for being on. Stay on for just a minute. Let me stop this recording and we'll chat for just a second. Mm-hmm.